unencumbered by political correctness, undeterred in her mission to spread the truth, unafraid to be a true conservative. She's unapologetic, uncompromising, unwavering, and an undeniably powerful voice when we need it most. This is my fight song. This is Rose Unplugged. My power's turned Welcome to this episode of Rose Unplugged. And I'm really excited because I met this pastor, gosh, I guess it was about a month ago in California. He and his wife have the greatest church. It is Influence Church in Anaheim, California. Now, my guest is Pastor Phil Hotzenpiller, and he is the founder and president of American Faith and the senior and founding pastor of Influence Church, Anaheim, California. Please welcome Pastor Phil to the show. Hey, Pastor Phil, how are you? I'm doing great. So good to be with you, Rose, and uh, excited about where this conversation is going to go. Whenever you start talking about California, everybody gets a little uh, jittery because uh, there's so much crazy politics and uh, just crazy world out here. But uh, God's in control. We're doing good. You know, when I visited, I was really shocked to, to see the number of conservatives that I met in L.A. County and then further down in Orange County when I met you and your wife. And and I'm being told by yourself and other pastors that there is something going on. There's a lot. There's people coming into the church now that you hadn't seen before, um, you know, giving their life to God, to Jesus. They are getting baptized. Are you finding that yourself at your church? Yeah, we are. I think the churches that defied the governor's order and opened, uh, which we did, uh, are experiencing a great move and uh, really record attendance and a renewed passion. Probably 30% of our church never came back or haven't yet uh, since that time, but it's been replaced with probably another 60% of fired up, solid people. Uh, who are loving God. We Our children's attendance right now is above our best Easter ever, and that's on a regular basis. Wow, that's amazing. There's something definitely going on uh, in the world, and I want to talk to you more about that in a minute. But I do want to mention that your father uh, it was Lieutenant Colonel Harry Hotzenpiller. He was highly decorated officer in the U.S. Army, but your family actually has a military history that goes all the way back to the Revolutionary War. It does, and it actually goes back further. William Brewster, who signed, who wrote the Mayflower Compact, came over on the Mayflower, is my ninth great-grandfather. Oh my gosh, that is so impressive, and you must be really proud of that. And, you know, Pastor Phil, a lot of times, you know, I remember when I first started doing political talk radio, I'd think, you know, should I be doing this, or should I be talking more about God? Uh, should I be evangelizing or talking about how important it is to, to preserve the republic and and uh, to preserve those things that were dear to this country? And I began to realize as the years went by and I continued to do the show that there's a very fine line between the two, between our belief in God, our commitment to God, and our political beliefs. Because, frankly, as a conservative, those beliefs fall right in line with what the founding fathers had in mind when they established this country, and they established it under God. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to shock some people. I'm going to tell them that the Bible is the most political book on the planet. From the, from the time you hit Genesis chapter 10 and 11 with Nimrod and the establishment of Babylon, there's a, it's constantly contending with trying to influence 
and being uh, really manipulated by the government. And it's always the part of the prophet to speak to the government. It's always the part of the Christian to try to establish God's kingdom. And if you want to read a political book, you read the Bible, because there you see every, uh, not only what was happening in world events, but you also see uh, predictive prophecy about coming kingdoms, like whether it's uh, the Medes and the Persians, the Assyrians, the Babylonians, the Greeks, or the Romans, they're all listed there in the Word of God. And God wants us to understand that we are in this world to contend and, and, and to establish his kingdom. And you can't do that if you put up with evil and despotic rulers. And that's why there was such a rallying uh, behind, for example, uh, World War II to, to put down people like... Uh, you know, Hitler or Mussolini or these other, because they recognize it violated basic uh, biblical truth and the principle of freedom, which is so well spelled out in our Constitution. And let me just add to that one more thing, that the 27 points, that major points that you find in our Constitution, were all preached by the preachers of New England 20 years prior to that. So they didn't sit down and come up with an original idea. They were actually getting this from the pulpits, from the pastors, and it was a it was a group that King uh, George called the Black Robe Regiment, which were yeah. and he said without them the Revolutionary War would never have been lost uh, on the part of Britain. You know that's so interesting you bring that up because I, I love history and I remember even during the time leading up to remember we had a spiritual awakening before we were ever able to actually pull pull off a revolutionary war. I think it was absolutely necessary for that spiritual awakening um, to move forward in liberty and to fight for liberty. But I remember reading stories about pastors, you know, giving a sermon and then ripping off their black robes and underneath was the uniform. And so they were very influential at that time. Pastors today seem to be, not all, I find there's quite a few of you that are very courageous, very bold, and very honest about uh, about biblical principles and about what's going on in the world today. But here's the thing, though, Pastor Phil, when we see what's happening, we know right now that there are factions in this society, in this country, that would have you silenced. And the way they do that is to invoke fear in you. And they did it. They did it by many, many means. But even to say the word patriot, to call yourself a patriot now, has a negative uh, vibe to it. Even Larry Elder in your state was called a white supremacist. This is a black man, but because he has conservative values, is being called a white supremacist. This is an orchestrated effort to silence people, to keep them quiet. But here's the thing, Pastor Phil. There are a lot of people that are living in fear right now because of that. They're seeing what's going on, and they are afraid to go out there and do what they believe they need to do, to speak the words they believe they are meant to speak. What would you say to those people? Well, I think the first thing to remember is the fear that they're experiencing is not an emotion. It's a spirit. Uh, the Bible says that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And if you think it's tough now, wait until you have no freedom. If you think you're fearful now, wait until you're totally controlled and your kids are totally controlled by the state. If you think it's fearful now, just wait until all your freedoms are taken away and you have to walk lockstep into everything that every liberal, every progressive wants you to do. You know, 
I think it's significant that you you mentioned that that we are we're not given to a spirit of fear to help you in this process. Right, and I, I feel that it's so significant when you mentioned that we that God had not given us the spirit of fear. The thing is, it is a spirit, and now we're recognizing. I think more than ever. Correct me if I'm wrong. But more than ever, what we are seeing right now is not a battle in the flesh. When people persecute you, when people say, uh, accuse you unjustly, what, when they do what they are doing right now to those to make them fearful, that is not physical attack. That is a spiritual attack. And we have to fight it, not physically, but spiritually. Yeah, I think, I think a lot of truth there because ultimately we do battle with principalities and powers and, and wicked rulers in high places but they manifest themselves in the physical realm so what happens is and this is why i think most christians have really dropped the ball um they've contented themselves to affirm that truth and to pray but not do anything well i'm going to tell you unless you show up at your school board you can pray all you want but they're not going to they're not going to be moved because they're already under the darkness of evil. And so you have to pray and show up. And we are co-labors with God on this earth. And so just like uh, what if all, all the founding fathers would have just prayed that we had freedom? No, they had to establish uh, a yeah. document. What if they hadn't fought? Well, then we wouldn't have had a country that was free. So it's a two-edged sword. One edge is the spiritual, one edge is the physical, and you have to really engage in both if we're going to win this battle. Wow, I love that. How about, Nehemiah? How about Nehemiah? Nehemiah, it said he had a sword in one hand and a hammer in the other, and the enemies came. He determined which one he'd have to use. He might have to, to build the wall at that moment, or he might have to, to lock, lop off some guy's head. But And then when they tried to, to bring him down into the valley, I don't know if you remember this, but they said, uh, come down to the valley, we want to talk. And it was actually come down to the valley of Ono and spelled just how it sounds, O-N-O, Ono. And he said, why would I leave this great work to talk to you? So you cannot dialogue and you cannot win uh, the battle by somehow some compromise or appeasement. We are in an all-out war. And the war is for our sons and our daughters, our children, our great-grandchildren, and the republic. And if we don't battle now, I'm afraid it'll be too late. Uh I agree with you 100%. I know that you are a pastor that, you know, that looks at all scripture, even uh, prophecies, even what's to come. And when you look at all the headlines right now, um, you believe that they line up with scripture, even today's headlines. Can you explain that to me? Right. So when you look at the word of God, Isaiah 66 refers to a nation being born in a day, and that was Israel. So that was the beginning of a prophetic clock that began to tick, 1948, when Israel was established. So now you begin to set the stage for understanding your future prophetically. So when we go uh, and begin to look at the word of God, I'm just going to fast forward to Ezekiel 38 and 39. And that talks about a battle where a coalition of forces will come up against Israel, and it's referred to as in the latter days. So that coalition of forces has a bunch of strange primitive names that none of us really remember, except maybe Persia, but Persia, uh, Tagarma, uh, Gomer, uh, Gog, and Magog. Well, if we take those apart, 
We understand Gog and Magog is a reference to Russia, to Gama's Turkey, Gomer's Germany, Persia is Iran. And it says they will come against uh, Israel in the latter times, but they will suffer a great loss. In fact, it says four-fifths of their armies will be destroyed in that battle by the Lord. Well, why is that important? Because those alliances for the first time have really come together. Yes. We see Turkey an almost completely Muslim country now. We see Iran, of course. What do we need to say about that? They're our sworn enemy, basically. Right. We're called the big Satan, Israel the small Satan. And then you've got Germany that has strong alignment with uh, Iran. In fact, uh, Iran's uh, name came from at, at the urging of the uh, ambassador from Germany before World War II because Iran literally means Aryan in Persian. Oh, my. And you see the... See, the, the Persians are not uh, Arabs. They're actually an Aryan race. And uh, it kind of folds between number two, number three bestseller in Iran is Mein Kampf, written by Adolf Hitler. Yeah. So you see that this, this anti-Semitic dominance exists very strongly in the nation of Iran. So that's how I do it. I, I say, okay, I don't know the win of this. I just know that this alignment is now in place, and it hasn't been in place in the last 2,000 years. I'm going to ask you in a moment, I just want to mention my sponsors, but before um, before I do, I just want to let you know what I want to ask you next. Think about China and what happened in Afghanistan and how that all relates. So everybody stand by. Pastor Phil Hudson-Piller is going to answer that question, but I do want to tell you real quick about hemp lily. Now, guys, the, here's the thing. If she's happy, you're happy. And let me tell you why that, what that means to you. I have a lot of men that listen to this show, so you need to listen up and pass this on to the ladies in your life. Ladies, if you're going through perimenopause, menopause, hemp lily has got the solution to you to give you a balanced life. You know how crazy things are feeling, okay? And they only get worse. So there are, there's a line of products. I use them myself. I love the gummy product that I take at night. It takes that edge off, helps me to sleep. Also, there's lotions. They have a face lotion. I put it all over my body because it's that amazing. So take a listen to the commercial coming up at the end of the show, but keep this in mind. HempLily.com. In the promo code area, put in the name Rose, and you will get 25% off. That's a quarter off whatever it is you're buying, and you got to check it out. Plus, remember, these people are my sponsors. So check out HempLily.com. 25% off promo code ROSE. So we're talking to Phil Hotzenpiller. And Phil, um, I want you to talk to me about China because China is like, when you think about it, you know, you think about Afghanistan, you think about that area, and you don't really realize that China is like right there. And I wonder, is there something that's, that plays in to biblical prophecy where Afghanistan, what just happened in Afghanistan, because now we've gave, gave them terrorist central. That's what they've got now there. And, um, and and the proximity to China. Does that fit in anywhere in, in, as far as you can see? Yeah, China plays a major role in biblical prophecy in the book of Revelation. Uh, they're actually called the great horde of the east or the kings of the east. And one of the things that they do in the last days is that they mobilize an army. Are you ready for this? 300 million men, women in battle. Now, that seems almost impossible, except for in 1963, Time Magazine ran an article that China boasted that they already had an army of 300 million soldiers and militia. Yep. So let's put it in perspective. 
John writes the book of Revelation in 90 AD. There's estimated 100 million people on planet Earth, but he says three times the Earth's population will march against Israel in the last times, and it will be led by China. Well, how did he know that? He knew too much to be getting his information from him. He had to be getting information from God. That would be like saying that three times the world's population today is going to march against Israel. So what is that? Well, that's 21 billion people. Well, that's impossible, we say, right? right. But, John, but John called it. And so what does that mean for us? Well, the New York Times, not exactly the most conservative paper in town, but ran an article a few years ago about the Euphrates River drying up. And it actually quoted the book of Revelation. Is this a forerunner for what the Revelation talked about? Because the kings of the east will march across the dry Euphrates River. So China is all about domination. Ultimately, they want to control the world, and that's just biblically based. They, that's what they do. Um, so what is Afghanistan? How does that play into it? It plays into it only as it fits into the big narrative of controlling the world. They're an estimated $3 trillion of, of basically rare earth uh, minerals there, yes. uh, one of which would be lithium, which we use in batteries. Uh, and with this push to go green in our world and eliminate combustion engines, uh, rare uh, earth metals are are more valuable than ever. Uh, but it's also interesting that the Biden family has a uh, a large investment in a rare earth company that makes batteries in China. Wow. wow. I wonder if he had any motivation to get out of there quick and seal the deal. So China now has uh, not only Afghanistan in their back pocket, they're contemplating using the uh, American the base that air base that we built for a Chinese air base, which is pretty interesting. And there's nobody that can reverse engineer stuff better than China. So that means now they have our $85 billion worth of war machinery in their hands that they can re-engineer, uh, de-engineer and reestablish an even better, maybe in the future. So, uh, yeah, China definitely plays in the narrative. Definitely they had a motive. And unfortunately, I believe there's more to this story that fits into the Biden administration than, than we think. Uh, but ultimately, how does it play? It plays into biblical control the world, run the world. Uh, right now they have uh, the equivalent of a, of a, um, a farmland. They have a, the equivalent of this, a, the state of Pennsylvania. So that means they own 22% of the farmland in America right now is under the control of Chinese. Because ultimately, what do you need? You need food to feed a vastly expanding nation of a billion plus people. I'm going to tell you something. You know, I think it's significant when you mentioned uh, the, the, the size of the army, the Chinese army, it's significant and not probably a coincidence that, you know, for years there was the one child law in China, and no one wanted a daughter, so they've got all these men. I mean, I, I think all of that plays into it. That's not coincidence. No, not at all. In fact, uh, that was one of the things that caused them to rethink. Uh, they just didn't have enough now uh, women to marry right. all the men. <laughs> and this is a this is this has always been a dilemma. Uh, when you send uh, your your boys off to war. Uh, you wipe out a large percentage of of men who can then establish families and then bring forth children. So 
this is kind of a this is kind of as old as it gets. China just did it um, the other way around. Let's just stop birth before it ever starts. We'll eliminate women by you know abortion of uh, of females in the womb. If you happen to get uh, a female, then we can abort that baby uh, because we're trying to build an army. We're trying to build strength in, into the fiber of what we're doing. Uh, ultimately, Satan's always stupid. That's the great thing we have going for us. He's, <laughs> he's not creative. He's not innovative. And he's ultimately stupid because he can't see the future. He, he doesn't really understand. It. He can't even he can't even ponder why Jesus died on the cross. Even the angels of God who did not fall do not understand the the whole concept of redemption. It says in the Bible, they long to look into this grace in which we've experienced. So only human beings creating the image of God who have been saved can understand redemption and the grace of God. So we live very unique as human beings. When you are saved, when you know the Lord, you are have been made first of all in the image of God. But now the, the damage that was done through the fall is being reversed as you are a new creature in Jesus Christ. And that doesn't make you perfect, but it makes you so good that the Bible says that, that man... Mankind will judge the angels. So we're not, we're not elevated to be like an angel. No, we will judge Amen. angels in eternity. So we, so we are, we are, that's what I said. When we're, when I say we're co-labors with God, it's not only on earth, it's in eternity as well. You know, I can't wait to have you back on again. I could talk to you forever. I didn't even get to all the talking points I had listed here in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm definitely having you back. So listen, we're talking to Pastor Phil Hudson Pillar. Um, he is the founder and president of American Faith. Got to check out that website, by the way. And he's a founding pastor of Influence Church, a senior pastor also, Anaheim, California. You can get his sermons online. You can, you should definitely go to American Faith. I love that. Ever since I met you, I go there all the time now for news and information. But before we end, and we do have to end, let me ask you this. So people hear everything we just talked about. For, for me, I'm not afraid. But there are people that this may frighten. Your message to them is what in the end as we go forward with this the crazy, this the unknown ahead of us. Although not all of it is unknown because, as you mentioned, much of it is discussed in the Bible. Well, ultimately, God always protects and preserves his people. And when you walk with God, if you fear God more than you fear what's around you, then you demonstrate that you really do are walking in faith. If you're fearing outside more than you're fearing God, then you're in trouble. What if God is for me? Who can be against me? Right. You know, like like I get asked all the time because I fly quite a bit. In this recent season, I'm feeling like I'm flying everywhere. You say, "Aren't you afraid to fly?" So, what would I be afraid of? Right. Oh, well, you're afraid of COVID, and I go, "No." Are you afraid of dying? I said, "No." Um, so I don't know what I'd have to be afraid of. I mean, I'd be afraid of a bad meal on an airplane, but I'm not, no, I'm not afraid because why? Because I, I fear that is a respect and love God more than I fear my circumstances or my future. Wow. You have to ask, which God are you serving? Are you serving the God of fear? Are you serving the God of love and truth and power? Uh, and you have to make that choice every single day of your life. I choose to fear the Lord, love the Lord, follow him. If he takes me down to the valley of the shadow of death, then I know he has his rod and his staff with me. To comfort you. Yes. Yes. Well done. Well said. 
Pastor Phil Hotzenpiller, I have to say thank you so much to my listeners. Um, stay, stand by because I want you to know that if you go to MyPillow.com or HempLily.com, put in promo code ROSE for both on MyPillow, up to 66% off. HempLily, 25% off. These are the people that allow me to continue doing this podcast. Pastor Phil Hotzenpiller, thank you so much. Check out American Faith and also the church Influence in Anaheim, California. You're great. I, I can't wait to have you back on. Thank you so much, Rose. Great being with you. That's AmericanFaith.com. And uh, it's, been a, it's been a great move that's happened. So thank you for doing the shout out for us. Absolutely. I love that site, AmericanFaith.com. Thank you so much. <laughs>